Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stoffer, Cam Moon, Brendan Escott with you. We open today's show celebrating Stephen Page being 53 and the great version by BLN, uh, BNL of uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Lovers in a Dangerous Time, uh, Bare Naked Ladies version better than uh, Bruce Coburn. So we, we were like, give us the best covers of all time, and we just rolled with that was the Headstones. By your request, you wanted to hear the Headstones on Gordon Lightfoot's Legend of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I love the Headstones. You, you, do you love that version? I have no issue with that at all. All right. Uh, what do you think, Brendan? Did you like that version? Uh, boy, I am not a big Headstones fan. I am not a like, oh. Come on. This, the whole emphasis of that song is the sorrow and the pain in that. In, and they took it a well, Credits will have a completely different direction. What do we know? <laughs> Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Ken Hitchcock will be our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky at 135. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement bet on it. You wanted to jump in. You got guys texting you as you speak here. Yeah. So do I. Uh, <laughs> Troy from Red Deer. Uh, Ace yes. Freely, New York Groove. Okay. That is that's a good one. I love uh, that one. Better cover uh, T Hops. Better cover than the original. The Metallica version of Seeger's "Turn the Page." Oh yeah, yeah I think good I work, think, T-Hop. I think that's uh, that's an automatic. Good work there, T Hops. You got you got one right. All right, uh, and when we when we think of music on Oilers now here, uh, he's more than just our cap guru. We head off to uh, SoCal and hook up with Hart Levine from Puckpedia. Hello, Hart. How you doing? I'm doing great. I hope with that intro you're not expecting me to sing or anything. No, 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 no. You know what? Okay. You know what's really bad radio? Guys singing or thinking that they can sing on the air. Okay? It's <laughs> it's horrendous I'll radio. And I'll leave the singing to you. Well, you know, I, I, I did win the George LaRock oh, karaoke boy. contest back Here in goes. 2008, <laughs> but there's a caveat with that. Generally regarded as the worst karaoke contest of all time. Thanks a lot, Hart. <laughs> there you go. You did it. <laughs> Little, hey, nothing wrong with a little bit of Elton. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right, Hart, uh, let's get to it. We're closing in. First of all, what did you? Were you surprised, uh, Hart Levine? Hart Levine joining us from Parkpedia. Hart, were you surprised in the Vancouver Canucks' decision to buy out uh, Oliver Ekman Larson? 
Uh, no, I wasn't surprised at all. That seemed like one of the more obvious ones, just because with the way that the contract was structured, this was the year to buy it out where he basically has no cap hit, uh, no buyout cap hit for this coming season before it gets worse. If you didn't take advantage of that this year, you're kind of stuck with them because, as you see, like in subsequent years, there there is a cap benefit, but not nearly as much as basically clearing his whole cap hit this season. So, and I, I just, you know, if he was already deteriorated where he was now, what's it going to look like in two, three, four years? And you kind of then missed your chance to buy him out. So, uh, yeah, it made it made a lot of sense, especially since they're so tight. And you know, they they keep adding contracts too. You know, like they signed McKeon last year and traded for Ronick at the deadline. So. You know, they're, they're certainly not like a team that's stripping it down and going to have cap space. So it seemed like if they want to keep adding to the team, that was the way they were going to do it. But you can understand, I, I would think, fans' trepidation with having that on the books for as long as it's going to be on the books. Oh, it's ugly. It's, <laughs> I mean... How much... How, how long... Was, what are we looking at? How many years? Eight. Eight years. Ooh. They got there with a series of bad decisions, though, right? It's like you keep, you know, when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. But, you know, they had one <laughs> year left of those really bad contracts with uh, Beagle and Erickson. Um, and uh, they, and yeah, and instead of just like sucking it up for one more year where they weren't very good anyways, they basically rolled that into the Equin Larson contract, right? So that was, uh, you know, that to me, it was like the card. Well, I guess the first thing was signing those original contracts, but then yeah. they were one year away from being done with the pain. And instead, they, yeah, the, they they brought it into Equin Larson. They had him for two years, and now you have eight years of, of buyouts. So you basically had one year left to clear some cap space, and instead it's turned into 10 years of really n- no benefit, not beneficial cap being taken up. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And you know what? Take it one step further. Uh, so Dave Tippett had a lot of time for Ekman Larson. We knew he might potentially be in play. I don't know if he was a guy because he could control a little bit of his destiny there if Edmonton made a lot of sense. But, of course, after Tippett left, Rick Tockett ends up in Arizona, and we hear rumblings, no passion for the game. Then who ends up in Vancouver? But Rick Tockett, and now Ekman Larson gets bought out. Now, saying that, I tell you right now, I'd take him all day at a million bucks as a because I think he can play as a third pairing defenseman for sure. It's just really interesting. The Oilers though have, um, I know you would have seen Frank Saravalli's uh, piece uh, or comments that hey maybe Edmonton might be able to trade uh, Kyler Yamamoto. I wonder if that's in a deal in which they're taking back a contract from a team that the players probably AHL bound at this stage in their career. You know, I don't know how you make that happen. What do you think the problem? I mean, when you look at most, you know, the players whose names are linked to potential buyouts, whose names constantly are out there right now, Hart? Yeah, I mean, I I don't see Yamamoto as a buyout. I I know it's a low buyout cap hit, which is why his name's in there. But I think he's got to have some value and team. You know, a team maybe a team that's not that good, but they take him on. He has a good start of the season. They could trade him at the deadline at 50% retain and get an asset for him. And you know, I think there's a good chance at his age there's some positive performance. So to me, yeah, he never. He does, that's maybe a last resort. Um, but I think that I think the teams I'm the team I'm looking at the most is Boston. Like they they really need to clear some space to find players and and feel the team. And so you're looking at guys like Riley or Forbert 
when you look at guys with one year left, the question is always like buyout or like what does it look like if we can trade him with 50% retained, right? And that, what, what kind of asset do you have to give up? So like a, a Riley is a $3 million cap hit. If you buy him out, he's only going to uh, be a $333,000 cap hit this year. So that's two point seven million of savings, but then it's one point three the next year. So you're gonna you're weighing like, okay, if we can save two point seven on them on a buyout, but what would it what would it look like if we retained half or retained five hundred thousand and saved, you know, a million and a half or two? And is that worth like if you have to attach an asset to do that, like how does that compare to having that, that extra cap at next in the second year on a buyout? And same with a Forbert. He's got one year left at three million. He's a six hundred and sixty-six thousand cap at this year, and then one point one six seven next year. So you're saving two point three three with them this year. But again, what would it cost if they were to retain five hundred thousand, a million, million and a half? So they wouldn't save as much, but they wouldn't have that cap in the future. So that's I think that's that's always a decision with teams considering buyouts, especially when they have one year left. So I think Boston is is someone to watch. And then I think one situation I'm really interested in in Toronto is with Matt Murray because injured players cannot be bought out. And and he's kind of in that situation where I think Toronto either would, like, if he's healthy, they'd want to buy him out because they would say $4 million this year and then they would have a $2 million cap at next year. So that's, that's pretty significant saving. Or they want to know if he's, like, injured but so injured that he could maybe sit on LTIR for the year, right? The sort of worst case for them is if he is kind of, like, healthy – but, you know, maybe doesn't pass a physical that would allow it to be bought out, comes back partway through the year, that, that's kind of the worst case for them. They're stuck with them. So I think that's the case where they're either hoping for really good health or you just, like, you know, um, going to be out for the season and, and nowhere in between. Is that why we, we rarely see – you don't see a lot of buyouts. They, it, that seems to be the last the last ditch effort to clear space, isn't it? Yeah, I, to me, it's like kind of the the easiest, least creative way to clear space. Like we just saw L.A. traded Cal Peterson in a deal, right? I I would have thought that contract was pretty untradeable. So the creative teams they find a way, whether it's packaging up the player like with a good asset to move him out, or taking back a, a bad contract. In L.A.'s case, they they were a broker in in the Provorov trade and, and, you know, took some money back. Uh, to me, like, uh, uh, the good front offices, they they find a creative solution, whether it's with a retained trade or even just, like, burying the player. You know, you save $1.15 million this year if you bury a player in the minors and, again, ride it out. Um, you know, again, there's a few situations where it maybe makes sense. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned, Matt Murray, because you're just saving so much. Sometimes with the way the contracts are structured, it it, it is like uh, there's a rare case where it makes a lot of sense. And the other is the players that are under 26, the buyout's only one-third. And, again, that's why Yamamoto's name comes up in buyout conversation. It is only going to be a $400,000 cap hit. And if he was, like, you know, uh, had kind of no trade value, uh, yeah, that's, that's an option. Again, I think he probably has a little bit of value or at least, like, you know, maybe maybe you could trade him for nothing. But there's players like we saw last uh, we saw last year, Colin White. You know, he had a he, he had a pretty long contract and he wasn't living up to it. You buy him out, and it's a pretty minimal cap it. And that's you know, just kind of getting into another part of the conversation. But I think it makes sense to to give long contracts to young players because 
the risk is much lower. If it doesn't work out, you can buy them out before they're 26, and it's only a third, and it really doesn't cost all that much. Yeah, 100%. Hart Levine joining us from Puckpedia. Hart, just before we split here, uh, what are you hearing on uh, is it going to be 83.5 hard cap uh, for next season, or do you think that maybe the power trust of the Edmonton Oilers or or the uh, National Hockey League, Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, maybe they'll give a little bit more there? uh, Because I think there's $85 left in escrow, so they'll have that paid off sometime middle of next season. Could there be an extra million bucks in cap space potentially when it's all said and done? Well, last week when I chatted with people around the league, they thought it was maybe 50-50 if it was just going to be 83 and a half or it would go up more. When I checked in with people in the last 24 hours, they're saying it's like 90 to 99% it's going to just be the 83 and a half million. So they're saying that nothing's official and, we, you know, they couldn't say for sure, but they're feeling very pessimistic that it's going to go up by more than more, more than just the 1 million to 83 and a half, which I think is a real shame because – like basically, all parties involved except for Gary Bettman wants wants it to go up more. It's good for the players, like so that this free agent clause doesn't get squeezed um, at the expense of like the free agent clause next year, having all kinds of cap space available. The, the the GMs want it to go up, and it seems like it's just more like Gary Bettman wanting to extract something from the players in order to do something that is his owners and GMs want to do. So it's, it's kind of disappointing if, if it does just go up to $1 million. If that happens, I have one more question for you. So Ben Hankinson uh, is with Octagon. That's the agency that Brian Lawton started. And he has which pending UFA for the Edmonton Letters Heart? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Bukestad. He has it- Nick Bukestad. So I have a concept. So let's say Nick Bukestad could get... Two million times two years from an average, you know, a team that was 16 through 32 in the standings. Could you envision a scenario where Ben Hankinson would take a million and a half times one for Edmonton for Bugstead to stay at Edmonton as a center? And then knowing that the cap's going to jump up in a year from now, would that make sense? Or do you think they would, they would take the, the, the two million times two as a sure bet? What do you think? Well, I, I, there's arguments for and against, and it really depends on the mindset of the player. But, I mean, let's just say we have a 83.5 million cap at this year, right, or salary cap this year. That means that next year it's probably going to be 88 million, which is a 5% increase. So that means, like, just based on, like, the same numbers alone, a uh, $1.5 million player is like a $1.575 million player. So, you know, just when you do some of that math, Players can, there is definitely a, uh, a spot for players to bet on themselves and just go back to the market next year. And, you know, they can they can hope that they're going to perform better and get a bit, uh, better contract from that. But they kind of know as a fallback, even worst case, the same kind of performance will earn them, should earn them like 5%, 10% more just from the cap going up. Yeah, interesting stuff. How do people follow your heart? on Twitter at Puckpedia and go to the website Puckpedia.com. July 1st is the opening day of free agency. Uh, we will be doing a show uh, between 10 to noon that day. It'll be myself, Reed Wilkins, Camoon, Jack Michaels. Uh, Hart, expect a call, okay? All right, looking forward to it. There you go. That's Hart Levine from Puckpedia. It is 120 in Edmonton. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. By the way, Matt Murray uh, potentially being bought up by the Leafs. Of course, originally signed by Ottawa, played for Kyle Dubas in uh, the Sioux, 
And it was George LaRock who joins us on Mondays, courtesy of Contract Equipment Limited. He said, Bob, <laughs> tell Ken Holland, do not sign Matt Murray. Do every I Brandon, remember that day. Remember how many, Brendan, how many times do you think conservatively George LaRock said, don't sign Matt Murray. Don't sign. Like, he must have, he must have brought it up about 30 times. Yeah, he was all over that one with red flags waving. Yes. <laughs> Don't say red flags. So uh, we do have a request. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I've not heard of this version, so I'm interested to hear the version of Mrs. Robinson. We go to break at 121 by the Lemonheads. <laughs> Today, when we return on Oilers now, Bob Stoffer, Cam Moon, and Brendan S. Scott with you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Think about the woman, the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do. All right, uh, yeah, that is a great version, no question. Great cover. That's great cover. Metallica, turn the page. But it wasn't a Garth Brooks original. Garth didn't have the original for Turn the Page. Bob Seger. Bob Seger. Bob Seger had the original. All right. 124, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Cam Moon is in studio. We were just having an off-air conversation about looking at things from 30,000 feet. And you referenced, uh, what was the name of the book? Uh, Well, who was it about? Ned Coletti, who was at the time when he just finished his time as a general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Just and I'm I'm not quite done it, but I'm almost there. Just he was discussing in the book that as the general manager of the team, he's looking at the big picture. He's not looking at today's game. He's looking at a week from now, a month from now, five yeah. years from now. Whereas when he was dealing with his manager at the time, Don Mattingly, he's dealing with today. Right. He wants to win today. Yeah, that's the game. difference. And we're talking and about this because difference. of Broberg. Uh, by the way, I met Ned Coletti. I would love to meet Ned Coletti. With Todd McClellan and yeah. Jay Woodcroft uh, when we were, Todd was still coaching the team in Los Angeles back in about, uh, it was the trip that Rob Kinsey 
was with from Canadian Power Pack. So that would have been back during the, I think, the 17-18 season. Should mention to you, guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and the staff will take care of you. You can keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday as we go into NHL today. For 12 consecutive seasons, it has been presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn and his staff, Edmonton-owned and operated, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here's Brendan Escott. Well, uh, you mentioned it, stealing a lot of the thunders. Frank Saravalli reporting that the Flames, with uh, <clears throat> significant uh, <laughs> significant offers made to Elias Lindholm, awaiting a response. That says everything there, uh, that he's not interested in returning. Neither is Noah Hanna. And apparently the same can be said of Michael Backlund. Hershey Bears Calder Cup champions knocking off the Coachella Valley Firebirds in overtime of Game 7 last night. Now, hat tips to the Firebirds who uh, reached their final, the final of the league in the first season. Uh, And Ottawa is going to host the World Juniors in 2025. All right, uh, Todd Nelson, of course, coaching Hershey. Congratulations. That's his second Calder Cup. He won one for Ken Holland in Detroit as well uh, when he was in Grand Rapids with the Griffins. Uh, again, you can uh, text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Nick on a loader, says Bob, the remake of Don Henley's Boys of Summer, the Ataris. Oh, you, yeah, I've heard that okay, one. I yeah. love that one. Yeah, see, whereas I I, I like the original. I like The original's great. No, the original the is great. Very Here's nice. what killed it for me. When I used to do the Alberta Golden Bears, they played that song all the time. Like every, they probably played it three times a game, the Atari's version. Yeah. And it just, it became too. Worry out. It just, you know. Yeah. Now you know how the listeners feel listening to me on a daily basis. (laughs) Warm out. Uh, Ken Hitchcock, Hockey Hall of Famer, coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.